Here are the latest dates for live Smod Pods. February 6th, HBO at the Hollywood Improv. Jason News at the Wizard World Madison Comic Con, February 6th through 8th. Babylon at the Hollywood Improv back on February 13th. Portland, Oregon gets an evening with Kevin Smith on February 19th. Two shows are booked and one is already sold out. Jay and Bob get old in Vancouver on February 20th. Ralph and Kev, Babylon at the Hollywood Improv, February 27th. Jay and Silent Bob at the Pasadena Ice House on February 28th. March 13th brings another Babylon back to the Hollywood Improv. March 14th, the Tempe Improv gets an evening with Kevin Smith and Jay and Silent Bob get old. Also that weekend, March 14th and 15th in Dallas, the comic book man will be at Walker Stalker Con. Celebrate the 200th episode of Hollywood Babylon in Toronto on March 21st, while the following weekend, HBO heads back to the Hollywood Improv. Jay and Silent Bob and an evening with Kevin Smith hit Zanies in Nashville on April 16th. Kev goes solo in West Palm Beach on April 18th. Y. Bry at the Palm Beach Improv on April 18th and Orlando Improv on April 19th. Jason Mewes and the comic book man are at Awesome Con the last weekend of May in D.C. and Kevin Smith joins Mewes and the comic book man at Fandom Fest in Louisville, Kentucky on August 8th. Remember, links to tickets to all of these and all upcoming live Smodco shows at csmod.com. Hey folks, it's your pal Josh Stifter, and I'm going to do something a bit different and give this podcast a little intro. Uh, the cliche question that everyone asks, and Steve and I fall victim to asking this question in today's episode of Getting Sketchers, but the cliche question everyone asks an animator when they first find out that they make tunes is, uh, what, who or what got you into making cartoons? And Stark and I have both talked about you know, all of our inspirations and the stuff that got us into making cartoons, the guys we love and the shows we love. But I think there's a question that's actually more important than that. Who of your peers really inspires you to improve? Um, it's not the most obvious question, I guess. I guess the other question is a lot more. It pops right into your head. You think like, as a kid, what did you watch? But I think this question of who of your peers really inspires you to improve uh, is crucial because while an animator or a TV show or a movie or whatever might have got you into animating, if it wasn't for those up and coming folks, you know, the guys who are really pushing the genre forward or the gals who, uh, who you see and you say, you know, I want to work with these people someday. Uh, without those guys, I think your, your art gets stagnant and you can never push forward. Um, <clears throat> This week, Steve and I had the pleasure of sitting down and talking to a dude whose art not only makes me say, like, holy shit, that's beautiful, Jesus, but also who inspired me multiple times to keep animating and proving that if you put the time in and you really try to improve, you know, even a schlub like me has the potential to do high-quality, well-written, funny content. Uh, this week... Steve and I hopped on Skype and chatted with the YouTube phenomenon. Definitely one of my favorite animators, one of the guys that I enjoy watching every video he puts out, Harry Partridge. So without further ado, here is the getting sketchy interview with Harry Partridge. And how long do you think we'll be like? An hour, maybe. Okay, okay cool. I mean, unless right. you have to go before that. I don't, I don't have to go anywhere, but um, uh, I just wanted to know vaguely. There's a Pop-Tart that I know I'm going to eat later on. <laughs> I, I'm trying to, trying to eat less because, you know, it's like post-Christmas and everyone's fat. Yeah, and I, uh, that's I, me. I just, I'm trying to eat less, and, and I'm, I've been looking forward to this fucking Pop-Tart all day, but uh, it's not going to hinder anything today. I'm not going to run off and leave you. So all of a sudden you disappear, like, in the middle of a topic, <laughs> just like, yeah, hey, uh, fucking Pop-Tart! <laughs> yep. Gone. Yep. 
Do you, so do, you do that same thing where like you obsess about some sort of food that you bought the entire day, like just thinking about it? Yeah, absolutely. I remember oh, when yeah. I, I, I try I attempted a diet last year and it got <laughs> so bad. It got so bad. I was so hungry and so obsessive about food. I was going and reading uh, Prisoner's Last Meals just to torture <laughs> myself to see like like these ins- insane meals that people order where there's like 12 oh, okay. buckets of chicken smothered in cream cheese or something, effectively looking at food <laughs> porn. Um, yeah. All right, let's start this fucking show. Well, hi, I'm Josh with my pal Steve. Getting sketchy about all sorts of things. Whatever our minds can conceive, it's Josh. <laughs> Steve, how's it going, man? Oh, it's pretty sweet. And Harry, how's it going? Uh, not too bad, thank you. This is Getting Sketchy Podcast on the Smodco Network. I'm your host. This is like so much more um, attempting at professional than Steve and (laughs) I ever have done. Yeah, mostly it's talking about our dicks. That was kind of a joke. We're talking to Harry Partridge here. Harry Partridge, the fucking Harry Partridge. Fucking animator Harry Partridge. Yeah, hello everyone. Thanks for having me on the show, Josh and Steve. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Harry, I want to talk. You're an animator. You do lots of animation. But the thing that that you've like impacted me with the most in recent history is on Twitter you posted this video by Chan Terry <laughs> called Excuse My Christmas. You know, I've been singing that like for the last <laughs> month nonstop. It doesn't matter we're in 2015 now. No, and it's <laughs> I can't it's get away from it. Almost caused a divorce between me and my wife. Because <laughs> I play it so fucking much. It is the funniest thing I've ever seen. She's great. I mean, are you are you aware of her other work, Jan Terry? Yeah, my my wife and I got went on like YouTube and just searched through a bunch of that stuff, and yeah. it drove my wife nuts because she can't <laughs> stand the "it's so bad, it's awesome" stuff. <laughs> but it doesn't stop me from playing it for her over and over and over again. No, I, I anything like that really, uh, really draws me in. Man, there's a uh, speaking of like terrible Christmas music. There was a uh, song released by Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. <laughs> Uh, like maybe not last year, but the year before. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's it's oh, it's like touching down for Christmas or something, and it's John Travolta <laughs> like flying his plane. Oh, I've seen that. You've seen oh, that? My yeah. God, I want to see I, that. Oh, it's amazing. I I sang it for the whole year, and the videos. The video looks like it was something made, you know, like a, a high school video class. And John Travolta has this weird like Crayola Crayola on hair. And he looks really zombified in it. It's it's great. So you should check that out, too. Oh, I'm down. I still can't figure out, is Jan Terry in on the joke? Does she realize how awful it is? Or is she sincerely thinking she's a musician? I think that she's a special lady. And I think <laughs> that she doesn't see any humor in her, in her videos or her music. Have you seen this before, Steve? No, I haven't. Oh, you got to look it up. Jan Terry, excuse my Christmas. It is sweet. It's wonderful. It should be the new Christmas classic. Yeah, she's been at it for a long time too. Like she's been doing stuff since I want to say the eighties, but oh, the yeah. videos may just look like they're from the eighties and they're actually from ninety seven. I, I can't tell. But she's been doing it for at least, you know, fifteen years, I think. There's that there's like a video of her trying to hook up with a dude in a bar. <laughs> Have you yeah. seen that one? Is it baby like blues a real or something? Thing? Yes, baby blues. Blues, yeah. It's fucking awesome. It's just, <laughs> I can't even do it justice. It's just one of those videos where you watch it and you sit there questioning whether the person is in on the joke or not. 
And that's yeah. half of the fun is because I don't think she is. I think you're right. I think she's a. I think she's way outside of the joke. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> she's awesome. Nowhere near the joke. Yeah. yeah. So she's living her life thinking she's popular and shit. Like, ah, oh, people like. Yes, yeah, she does live shows. You can watch her live. Um. So Steve, you're not familiar with Jen Terry? No. Sorry, we've established this already. Okay, I just needed to double check that. <laughs> she's like, how would you describe her, Josh? I would, <laughs> I would describe her as like. If you're a grandma that you kind of make fun of behind her back, or like your great aunt who everyone's kind of like, oh, the great aunt. If you gave her a video camera and were like, make oh, a song. That's amazing. <laughs> make a song or a lot of people are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't wait to see this. Except she seems so passionate about it. That's the thing I love is she's she's as into it as... Like, as into it as Harry, you seem about animating. The way you get so passionate about it and you get so into it. She yeah. seems like she's into every fucking song. <laughs> you can draw a lot of parallels between me and Jen Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we didn't. I didn't actually have you on the podcast to talk about Jan Terry. We had you on because we like to talk about animation. Yeah. Steve and I are both animators. And we just we kind started of. this podcast just to like bullshit about animation, basically. Sure. The joke was that it became like, it was like an AA for us <laughs> <laughs> to get together and just talk about the trials and tribulations of like, God damn it. It's so fucking, so fucking hard to animate. Yeah. Isn't it terrible? It's <laughs> just awful. Like when I was a kid, I remember thinking, God, it'd be awesome to be an animator. Like when I saw the Joe cartoon stuff, just like, yeah. man, that sounds so much better than going into a nine to five, like as an engineer or some shit like that. Yeah. Then you realize like nine to five would be heaven compared to being an animator. No, it's just, it's the worst. Um, there was a trend, <laughs> trending thing a while ago on Twitter that was um, tweet at yourself 10 years ago. And I, I posted, you know, tweet at myself 10 years ago, don't be an animator. And I think people picked up on, on that as, as a joke, but it really, it kind of wasn't, you know, animation was something that I got into about 10 years ago, a little bit more now, probably about 12 years ago um, when I was about 15. And I got into it because there was no other way for me to make moving kind of movies. There's no other way to do it when you don't have friends who can act. You right. don't know how you'd arrest Cameras. set. Yeah, you can't afford yeah. a camera. Um, I mean, today it's a bit easier. I think cameras and stuff are better. But even even back then, you know, I, I could have done it if I'd have just been <laughs> more popular, if I'd have known some other human beings that I could sure. get together with me and do it. So right. it just became like, that's how, that's how I'm going to tell stories. Um, cause I want, you know, I, I kind of flirted with the idea of doing comic books, but it's kind of boring. Like it doesn't move. You can't add sound. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. so I got into animation and I just, it's, it's a nightmare. I wish I'd figured out how to make live action stuff back, uh, 15 years ago. But with that being said, if you try, if you like sit down for a few days and don't animate, do you just feel like something's missing in your life at this point? No. <laughs> that's how i've gotten where like if i don't animate i just i get aggro i just need to animate i need to breathe life into something in my own way yeah i, I don't get the urge to animate but i get the urge to work on my own shit because i'm always doing like you know work so like if i get that super urge to be like oh i really want to work on something of my own sure what yeah. about you do you work on like completely on your own ideas now harry no it's um it's kind of been a little bit 50-50 maybe the last year. Gotcha. Uh, I, I get that feeling with drawing. Like if I don't draw 
I can't not draw, you know, eventually I go back to drawing. Um, I have to take a sketchbook with me if I go in. Like I stayed at my parents for one night uh, last week because our heating broke, but like I had to take a sketchbook. Um, oh my God, your heating and- broke? How, what's the temperature like there? I've never been. I'm terrible with temperatures and I don't even know, like it's different over <laughs> here. You guys use Fahrenheit, we use uh, Celsius. Steve doesn't. St- we I had this Celsius. conversation on the I'm going to say, not knowing anything about temperatures, I'm going to say it was a, it was a two. Uh, I don't know what scale that's on, but it was it was goddamn cold, yeah. really cold. And, so it's uh, it's as fu- it's about as fucking cold over there as it is here. It's really fucking cold. Yeah, God, it that's was, awful. Yeah. And it's like it was like coming home to a cave. It sucked. So, uh, but yeah, no, I draw. I have to draw all the time to go back to your uh, your yeah. question. But but yeah, like with animation, it kind of the only reason that I feel compelled to do it is because uh, now it's sort of. It's the only way that, you know, I still know how to tell stories. And that's really like my, my prime interest. And also because it's the only way that I pay the bills. So I, sure. I you know, I need to animate. So there's not so much that, that desire, but that, that need, which is kind of feels a little different. That right, is the right. one thing that I like just about the way I have it set up where I do my own stuff on the side, but I do have a nine to five animating. So I never feel when I'm coming home to do my own stuff, I'm overly worked. That's like the fun projects. And I get, I, I have the time to do those fun projects and still pay the bills. Yeah. But I'd kill to be able to just work on stuff that's more fun than educational yeah, bullshit absolute, uh, videos. Just shit that comes out of your head. Yeah. Like that would be fucking, I mean, it is kind of like part like that for my day job thing. But like, absolutely, your, all your own shit would be amazing. It would be. That's the dream, I guess. But is that does that exist? Do people? Because you hear stories about like, <laughs> what's the dude's name? Pendleton Ward. Oh yeah. And how he basically quit because it was so fucking awful working on his own stuff. Yeah. He yeah. quit Adventure Time because it was like now he just does writing for it. He quit doing any of the actual creative process just because it what didn't feel like he had any creative control. So like you get to that point where. You'd think that's like the dream for me, at least. It seems like that would be the dream job, working on my own show. Yeah, I think it's got to be small. Sorry, what you were saying, Harry? Yeah, so, no, sorry, I didn't have a, much of a point really, but I think I would be frustrated doing what Pendleton P- Pendleton Ward. I think that's right. his name. I think that, that sounds yeah. like a made-up name, doesn't it? It sounds <laughs> that's so like some Dickensian. <laughs> Black, boot blacker or something I don't know but uh, yeah like Pendleton <laughs> yeah um, I think it would I mean look I'd, I'd take his that job in, in a heartbeat if it was my own show I think it'd be great I think that it would suck a little to have to be to have to be on TV to have to conform that wouldn't be necessarily comfortable for me because yeah. a lot of stuff I think I want to do I don't think would, would be at home on TV or be allowed yeah. but uh, if you're doing you know if you're making a, a kind of kid friendly a basically kid friendly show like Adventure Time um, and you, you don't have people saying yeah you can't do that you can't do that you can't do that I think it would be a pretty fun job so I think he's a big cry baby <laughs> pussy with a stupid name <laughs> No, I have, I have no, I have no like feelings towards him really. Yeah, me neither. I mean, That's it's it's the same with like the South Park guys where they've got to the point where they just write. You know, like it's so it's such. Yeah. I guess that's the dream job, is to just be able to say yeah. this is my idea, make it. Have you? Yeah, guys, totally. Have you guys seen that? Uh, that little doc they had on yes, Netflix, the seven- Six Days to Air. Six Days to Air. Have you seen that, Harry? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. That was great. Like just yeah. seeing like, it was almost like just those two guys. 
just getting laughter off the other writers more than they, at least as the video showed, at least like they're just getting laughter off them. And if they laugh, they just go with I it. I love that. That actually sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. To just sit down with a couple like-minded friends and bullshit up jokes and then it happens. Yeah, yeah. that would be great. They, I remember um, there's a uh, footage of Trey Parker kind of pacing around his office. Like he gets some yeah. McDonald's in. Yeah, I remember that. He talks that. about how he, Builds, he puts Lego together to kind of blow off steam. And he's he seems to get really worked up. You know, the closer it gets to the time that the show is gonna yeah. be on air, he's getting all worried about like, oh, scenes don't work. I have to rewrite a new another scene. You know, this this isn't coming together. And I couldn't help but think about the poor fucks next door having to animate it. Exactly. You know, and he's he's yeah. like walking around his office crying into his hands, thinking how how's this gonna come together. Don't get me wrong, I don't think it's an easy job to, to write an episode of South Park. Fuck it obviously no. isn't, but um I think I'd rather do that than, you know, have to, to have to animate the thing. And so much of the time when you're working on a project like that, I don't know, I mean I don't I guess I don't know everyone's process, but for me, like I'll sit down and make an animatic after I get a story written and get the VO done. I'll watch the animatic and be like, oh, the timing is way off on this. Yeah. And there's no tweaking and editing that's really able to happen. They just got to fucking get it done. Yeah. It's funny that like when I'm working on my stuff, because it takes me so incredibly long to make anything yeah. and it's so short that I get horribly familiar with like every the nuance of every scene. You know, like I've watched... Right shot a million times he must go in <laughs> while they're editing and be like oh i haven't seen this this whole scene yet you yeah. know so i right. only see an actual scene once or twice before it airs if at all and that, that to me sounds like how you, you just couldn't be familiar with the whole show if it was made in in six days and was 20 minutes long so then they yeah, must yeah. watch it before it goes out so they're watching it right before it goes out that's so crazy awesome Awesome. That show is I, I, I really dig on South Park. I think those guys do a great job. And I saw um I saw the Book of Mormon live and was just blown away by it. Yeah, everyone says that. I haven't haven't heard anyone say I saw the Book of Mormon in it. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, it's dog laughs> really, I'm not I'm not I'm not breaking down any walls saying that it's good, but it is. It's literally the funniest thing I've ever seen. I'd love to see. I laughed harder at that than I've laughed at anything mm -hmm. ever. I always like the animatic process. Like it's one of my, it's probably my favorite thing because it's like you're putting, and I put it together with the shittiest drawings now because I'm not <laughs> doing, I'm not doing storyboards. It's just like almost stick men with like expressions. You could see it all, and I do the whole thing in this disgusting like scratchiness, and then like it's done, and I could see it, and I, it makes me laugh. And then the final thing is also my favorite, but all that in between is like I question myself and fucking, I don't know sometimes. But what what about you, Harry? What's your favorite? part about the whole thing no totally if i could make an animatic and hand it off to somebody else right that would be that would be complete complete bliss because yeah yeah basically everything past that stage is a drag it right. really is. I mean, you can if you're if you're into it, you can get creative with like colors and lighting and stuff. But I don't really. I'm not really into that stuff. In fact, I think <laughs> me neither. I pick the most literal colors. Like, oh, the sky, it's gonna be blue. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. you see Pixar movies where they use like twelve different shades Orange. of pink and green. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, what's that? Um, so yeah, for for me, I I really I like it. Basically, I love writing. That's my probably my favorite stage. I nice. I think I've said before that I like voice acting, and I I think I've done. Of 180 on that uh, in recent years. <laughs> I like I like writing it. I like doing the animatic. I can tolerate voice acting, but I find it very very stressful. Uh, and I don't want to give it to somebody else because 
I, like it, I, I just don't get what I want, you know. Even if, right, if, right, if right. they're better actors, like I don't get, you know, exactly what I want. The exact and, way uh, you hear it in your head, right? Like yeah, and, and you can't do that to actors. You can't be like, no, the line is yeah, yeah, exactly, because that's terrible. Yeah. That's not a nice thing to do to somebody. <laughs> Animatics or, or where it's at, and it's completely downhill from there. Which is funny because you seem to take such pride in the whole animation process. So the fact I it, like from what I've seen in your work, it would seem like your favorite part would be just the nuance of every motion, but I, that's not true, huh? No, I don't know. I don't really know where you, I. I guess I guess I use a lot, a lot of in betweens, but I don't think much about the animation. I guess the in betweens are just a way of me thinking one part of this has to be high quality. I've got to put the effort in somewhere. So <laughs> See, I, that's funny because you had a really cool conversation on Twitter. You and I had a conversation on Twitter once about the animation and you were kind of you were kind of griping on trying to do limited animation. Mm-hmm. Saying, you know, like you try to do limited animation, but you always end up doing so much more work than you originally intended. Yeah, I can't bring myself to make it. It's, it's really weird. I think that if I had more going on in my life, like right. if I was in really good shape and really <laughs> all the time, I wouldn't give a shit about limited animation. But when it comes right. when it's the only thing you're doing, you're like, this has to be to an acceptable standard or else I'm nothing. I'll cease I, to exist. Yeah, I, I know what that's like on the opposite side because I do do, I do do, I do <laughs> li- limited animation and it's like fucking, uh, I get that urge to like do at least like my old style animation, which is like TV. I don't know if anyone would say TV quality, but you know, four, four, six type shit where it's like, it's all, you know, overshoot settles, everything's animated, but this now I'm just doing this and I have urges to take it up. Cause I'll see like comments on the internet and shit. Like this is fucking, this looks like shit. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> but like, you know, like I, I'm like, I know it does, but it, it fucking takes me like just a month to do it. So it's a kind of like battle. Yeah. It, it really is you're kind of you're fucked either way really like if you if you take forever <laughs> animating something you are not going to make a living at it if that's what you're trying to do if you're trying to make a living from your own animated shorts you're not going to be able to make enough content and right. if you do the a polar opposite where you make a lot of animation quickly uh you get assholes like that giving you grief <laughs> that you're not doing the work of a, a huge team yeah uh, it's yeah, just yeah. crazy that they'd expect that i think that i think it's going to be better to, to for me to try and find a balance somewhere in the middle or uh, maybe do one nicely animated cartoon a year so people get off my back and the rest right, of the time right. I can I can try something a little bit more limited. And with that being said, the thing I love your animation like your animation oh, yeah. is what I go to watch before I start to animate. Not to kiss too much ass or anything, but it's like I find it so inspiring to look at your animation. And just go, okay, if I can get halfway to that, I'll be happy. So, well, thanks. Thank you. So, but at the end of the day, if your jokes were absolute garbage, I wouldn't give a shit. Like, I wouldn't watch your cartoons and be like, this is, I'm going to watch this just for the animation. Because I think your stories and your jokes are where it oh, really yeah. hits for me. Like, Starbarians is just awesome. Everything, like the colors, the fucking effects, everything is fucking top-notch. It's crazy. And the characters are so fucking fun. <clears throat> They're so fun to watch. They harken back to my childhood in the best way possible, <laughs> but with my adult sensibility. Well, thanks. That means a lot. I mean, I, I get that writing is the most important thing. You can have garbage animation, and as long as it like communicates your ideas... 
yeah. your ideas are good. Like if you write a fantastic joke, but you can't tell what the hell is happening on the screen and it's a visual <laughs> joke, or you can't tell who's saying it and it's dialogue, like that, that obviously hurts the final product. Sure. But yeah, I mean, writing is absolutely the most important part of the whole process uh, and ideas. Um, for me, I don't think I've ever spent enough time developing ideas because sadly, like whenever I'm writing a script, I'm thinking to myself, I got to get through this quickly because I know the animation is going to take such a frighteningly long amount of time right, to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's thank you so much for saying that about Starbarians. Starbarians for me has is only like uh, maybe it's it's like ten percent for me of what it could be because I have much better ideas. I have I know much more about writing. Uh, and I've learned much more about writing in the last couple of years, but I've I've been stuck animating scripts. I'm animating a script right now that I wrote in 2012, wow, 2015, right. uh, because they you know they take so long, and it's something I wrote a couple of years ago, and I could do so much better now. So for me, it's that's that's something that I want to work on improving. You know, making the writing and the jokes and the ideas better, and uh, scaling back on the animation so I can get across more of those ideas uh, and produce more content. Right. I wanted to know, like, where did you first learn or ever, like, touch your first animation? Touch it. <laughs> that sounds touch it. Fucking, fucking touch it, you, man. Harry, Harry, where'd you touch it? No, like, where, where, was it, like, at school or did you, like, Wait, do it at like, home? Where did I do my first animation? Yeah, that's better. That's a better. <laughs> that's, that's, okay. It was, uh, I try, man, do, do you know the Game Boy camera? Do you remember that thing? Oh Fuck yeah. Yeah, totally. Steve, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember trying to make some animated porn when I was about 10 years old <laughs> with that. I remember I was using like figures, like I had little, like little soldiers and things I was moving around and I was doing stop motion. <laughs> and I just, I hated it. I was like, this is shit, you know, they, you can't emote, they, you can't change anything. I'm just going to draw the frame and then draw the next frame and then draw the next frame and then draw the next frame. Right. And uh, and it came out way better, you know, because uh, I could actually control what each frame was. But like I'd always, I, I always knew kind of how animation was made. I don't remember there ever being a mystery. I don't remember thinking like, "What do the cartoons live in the TV? How does it work?" Yeah. <laughs> um, so I always knew that like, oh, okay, it's just drawings playing really quickly, and that's what it is. So uh, so yeah, it was it was the Game Boy camera, I think, and then I got into uh, trying to do a video game. I remember I got a piece of software that would enable me to make a video game and uh, I had to draw, draw all the kind of sprites, the animated gotcha. graphics of the game in MS Paint and it was really awful. Like it, the game <laughs> was really bad and the animation was really bad and I decided basically, okay, I kind of had fun doing this. If I abandon the game design aspect and just concentrate on the animation, I, I, I can tell stories that way because my, my main interest was uh, being a filmmaker about the time that I got into animation. I think when I was 15, I just wanted to be, I don't, I didn't want to be George Lucas, uh, but I wanted to be like George Lucas, sure. you know, <laughs> gotcha. I didn't want did the you, chin. Did you end up going to uh, school like after that, like around 15 or is it that, are you completely self-taught? Uh, I didn't like we over here. We, we call what you guys would call high school. We call college. Uh, gotcha. and I was kind of, I just did it on the side. I remember I just sort of took like English and history and the normal stuff and decided to do my art at home. But finally my parents, uh, pushed me into going to university, uh, which I did. I went to university for animation, but it was, 
it was a good time. Like I, you know, I made cool friends, but it was, I was so not right for, for that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> they weren't teaching anything practical. It was like an art school. So we had to uh, do a lot of kind of exploring themes and, uh, yeah. and watching like the German expressionist that. That cinema. Was, and that's like where that. they lost me to completely. Yeah. What a yeah. wank fest. Just, yeah. Yeah. The pretentiousness so never, of a lot of it. When I wanted to just make, I basically wanted to make like the Simpsons and they wanted, art yeah yeah yeah. i couldn't i had so much trouble with that like express yourself in this form (laughs) that's like just my first film in when i took it in my idea at vfs there i was like oh i'm gonna make this fucking giraffe that eats uh superhero diarrhea and becomes super (laughs) and then they're the look on their faces and everyone was just like how's your like just so disgusted with me as if they thought like i was just gonna draw the diarrhea going on for like three minutes or something (laughs) like it was like, it's not it's just a part of the film that I think is it's a joke that I think is funny. But yeah. like it's not the whole thing. Like they would not oh, they were so against it. I remember doing a pitch to the rest of my class about our end of end of uh end of year films for the last year. And I dropped out, <laughs> by the way. I dropped out in the last month of the last year. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so I don't I didn't graduate. Uh, I didn't want to write the dissertation. I just I thought, oh fuck this. Um but I, I decided I wanted to do Starbarians and uh Man, I remember trying to sell. I had two female tutors who were, (laughs) to say they were um, uh, uh, supportive of the left would be the understatement of the year. Uh, And I remember these these two women. I mean, they had a problem with me drawing swords. I remember I drew a sword in a, a, like a scabbard on a character's belt and they told me it was a penis. So I was like, what what happens when I draw a penis? What's going to happen? Selling them this idea. Um, the the Starbarians, uh, they meet this monster that eats tits. It just eats poop. And, uh, they, were, they just the look on their faces. They were not happy with this concept at all. Uh, maybe that was part of the reason that I dropped out. But it's funny, like you say, people uh, at art school are always telling you to express yourself, and you do. Yeah. And it's like, no, express yourself the way I want it to be. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Expressing myself is the stuff I make. Yeah. Yeah get judged to hell and back like yeah that's crazy so about your animation like do you it's so fluid and like i honestly don't even know how to go that far like i learned tv animation from working in tv animation but i never learned past like four four six like that kind of thing yeah like you, just on twos like do you actually like is it like pose to pose how you work the whole thing out or like yeah are you what, doing like four, four, six do you mean like how uh it's like to the antic, so there's one frame there. Then to the overshoot, one frame in between, and then two frames to the uh, to settle. Okay. So it's like every fourth frame, I think, and it's on twos. So sorry to sidetrack you there, but no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how do I do it? I guess I draw like keyframes, and right. I usually polish them up pretty good, and then I add in like breakdowns couple of breakdowns maybe like another kind of extreme with a bit of overshoot and then i just start adding in betweens until i i like the look of it you know that's that's really the way that i do it and i don't really wow. rough out animation I, I pretty much go with cleaned up keyframes and then uh start drawing if i can get away with uh cleaned up keyframes and cleaned up in between sorry and if i can get yeah. away with drawing straight in between without doing any cleanup i do i do that uh it's probably not like a good way to 
to do it, but it's I, I kind of am self-taught. Um, so everything was sort of just came out of habit, really. Yeah, it's, that's and that's the same. Crazy. Like that actually, I watched your <laughs> tutorials when you put out your the tutorials with Hoo-Ha Two or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> those because I was trained mostly in 3D and realized while working in 3D that I fucking hate it and I like 2D so much more. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I went back and started doing 2D, but I sort of was still under the mindset of 3D where it was like create the key poses and then just kind of make them come together. Yeah. Watching your tutorials, that's where I started going like, oh, you know what? I can just make it look good. Like I can just do the key poses and then keep adding stuff until it looks good because that's one of the things you really pushed in that tutorial at least from my perspective was just to play it back for yourself over and over and really just make it so you like it as opposed to trying to follow any set rules of animation yeah (laughs) yeah basically if it looks good yeah that's the only reason i can animate is that you can play it back like i've never known animation where you have to sit there with a stack of paper i did a bit of that at university um yeah and it didn't come out very good i don't think i'd be an animator if we didn't have these tools that we have today i don't think i could do it i would i would get too angry with spending hours (laughs) on something and then you know, recording it onto tape or whatever and playing it back and just getting like this weird spastic dance that you, you didn't think you'd animated <laughs> when you're animating a, a passionate kiss between two characters. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's how, like I, when I was trained in school, the 2d stuff we did, they were like, we weren't allowed to use flash or a tune boom. It was all pencil on paper, draw it out. And I was like, yeah. this kind of sucks, man. I don't know what I'm going to be getting in the end. It's so, yeah especially with like college deadlines and stuff. If I could sit down and just spend forever on it, maybe, but with that, you got to get this done in two weeks. I just didn't have the time to make it look good at all. So yeah, yeah, once I started using Toon Boom and Flash and whatnot and could watch everything back, it's totally changed my perspective. I think too, I don't know if this is what you like feel that you encountered, but when I was at um, university for animation, it was, I felt like Flash really got dumped on, but basically by people that didn't understand it. I remember right. telling my uh, in my first year saying, I want to use Flash to finish this film. And uh, this, this guy that was taking the class was like, ooh, Flash? Ooh, you want to do Flash? I, I don't think that's going to produce the quality of work that we would expect <laughs> from our students. Because uh, I think he when he heard Flash, he just imagined like the most basic kind of tween. Yeah, yeah exactly. Characters. Like the symbols moving across the screen. Yeah, yeah. The circles, yeah. I think that Flash, I mean, it's, it is broken and there are problems with it that you occasionally encounter. But I think it's a great device to teach yourself quickly how to animate because you're, you just watch it back. So I think it's a yeah. great tool. I think since Flash has become kind of common in the animation world, especially in the YouTube animation world, I've seen better animations than I've ever seen in my life. Stuff I never, you never would have seen on TV, obviously because of content. But also mm-hmm. just stuff that's animated in such an interesting way. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, yeah, I don't I, I, think there's a limit to what you can do in Flash. Like, if you can import a PNG that you drew in Photoshop, or you drew in hand and scanned into Photoshop, and then you touch it up and you put it into Flash, there's not a limit on what you can do. You can just make any image you can imagine. So it's just a great way to basically put one drawing after another. To be honest, I'm surprised they haven't pushed it more as an animation software recently because it is being used quite a bit. And Mm -hmm. I know, I mean, it is an animation software, but there are all these little glitches that just kill animators. 
Oh, yeah. yes. And they, it seems like they're still thinking of it as this web design slash whatever software. <laughs> yeah. And if Adobe yeah. just gave up and was like, yeah, this is for animation. Or split it into two, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or split it into two. Yeah, just go quite right the opposite way. Because they got like Tomb Boom and stuff, but I don't know. I've 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 played I've even worked with it at like a studio, but we used it exactly the same way you would use Flash. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it was all cutout characters, and there was like all these things you could do with it, like morph. It could like morph drawings together, but we weren't drawing, so it wouldn't work. Like all stuff like that, where it's just like fuck. And I've tried using that morph stuff to do like <laughs> simple in betweens, and it just looks awful. It looks so <laughs> awful. It's I can't. I I couldn't. I couldn't get away with it, but. Oh, shape tweens in Flash? No, in uh, <laughs> yeah. in, in Toon Boom. Oh yeah, I have. Oh my god, I've never. I've, I've tried that. I've looked at it to see what it looks like, and it is a mutant version of whatever you've just drawn. It's just you can have like your first drawing and your set on your last drawing, and they can be basically identical, like so close. Yeah. And then the shape tween in between. If you try and get Flash to do it automatically, you just you get some crazy Picasso yeah. mosaic <laughs> yeah. from space that yeah. looks like you vomited on your Cintiq or whatever. Yeah, it's, And it's the awful. lines are so twit and they start like changing line thickness. It's like, what the hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if, if I, Flash, if they put the time into like making Flash into an animation software that could do that to a simple form. I'm oh, yeah. Just like simple in-betweens. Nothing huge. Like poses that are yeah. pretty close to each other. Yeah. Like overshoots and then final positions maybe yeah 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 or you know have you guys heard of kakani just no. you had posted something about it one time yeah. and that's the only time i'd ever heard of it i don't know if it's kakani or sasani yeah. or it's c-a-c-a-n-i oh, okay. um you can do that kind of stuff in that but it has its own problems hopefully they'll figure it out because you know they're only the, only now is the first version but been released and it's got problems of its own but uh that's basically that to me i think is going to save 2d animation when there's because there's no way that you can put robots on Mars and you can't make one drawing morph into another. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot more interest in Such you know, a good point. the former. But yeah. I know that, that you know, there must be a way for computers to say, I can identify this set of images or this set of lines, even if it's vector, that they're similar to this set of lines. So let's create, you know, the, the midpoint. Yeah, the exact in-between. And that would be perfect for those, like, exactly like the settles and stuff. You just, whoop, put it on. Yeah. Yeah, auto tween. That'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a question, uh, Harry. That I just saw on your Twitter. You had posted a video. I mean, it was maybe a couple weeks ago, but it was like a vine of you doing an in between, joking about like the, how hard it is to do this small in between or something like that. Yeah, it was on Starbarians. Are you still? Are you working in Flash still? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, that your line quality just does not look like Flash in there. You must be very very. Um, zoomed in because it looks well, so fucking crisp. <laughs> I do a lot of stuff zoomed in. I have to admit that if I didn't, I'd, I'd be far quicker. The funny thing is that shot that you're mentioning, um, it's in a scene that I've been animating. I said I wrote the script in 2012. I animate. I started animating that scene in 2012, and like the the next shot directly after from 2012, the lines are so 
janked. They're so bad. <laughs> oh, really? I guess I was just it was you know in a different place at the time. I worked a little differently, and I, I almost want to reanimate it, but you can't. You, you can't. can't. That. See, that's part you of can't. you have to be happy with stuff because you'll always yeah. be improving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like just looking at the animation I was doing for a, a cartoon before we started podcasting, and then looking back to something even like a month ago. Mm-hmm. It's crazy the progress you make if you're doing it a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. especially for someone like me who's just still first trying to get into this and improving. I feel like I'm improving every day. Mm-hmm. But also then I look at other animation. I'm like, holy shit, I got a long ways to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you started, t- you for a second, you started talking about your first animations and doing it on the right, Game Boy yeah. camera and stuff. And... Steve ha- Steve always talks about how he keeps like or everything. You have sh- Steve has shit from like his first animations. <laughs> I do, do you yeah. keep that stuff, Harry? No, I'm ter- I I'm really bad at keeping stuff. Uh it's 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 sickening. Like if it's on a computer hard drive, I am not going to have it in 3 years time. <laughs> if it's a box of like stinky old toys from my childhood, it's going to be in my house. I'm for the next two decades. I can't seem to get rid of actual crap that takes up room. But a lot of old digital stuff I don't have. Uh, I have old sketchbooks. Like I have really funny retarded drawings from when I was about five. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, old stuff. Really, it's only unless it's unless it was posted online. I don't have it anymore. Yeah, same here. I was. I've never been good at holding on to stuff like that. I wish I did because I have. My parents had me take like an animation class at the local mm-hmm. community college when I was. I don't know. I think I said 11. I can't remember, though, how old I was. And I wish I had that tape, just so I could look, go look back at like the first shitty cartoons I made. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't. I didn't hold on to it, and I wish I had. It's definitely something that I'm going to instill into my son. Like, hold on to that shit, because you're going to want to look back at it at some point. Yeah, I've always like held those like sacred... Like I moved from... like all over Canada pretty much from like east to west or whatever and I've kept even like the videotapes of like those shitty clay movies that weren't even like stop motion they're just me like moving the clay <laughs> figures around underneath the camera all my friends said that my fingers were out of the frame but they weren't they're totally in the frame but that kind of shit like, I held on to everything so I'm one of those pack rat type of people and I'm the same with sure. the toys as you are, Harry. I've got my my studio is just filled with stupid toys from my childhood. I love I love toys. I don't know why. They are they're great reference if you need any justification. I like going over and, <laughs> That's a good and point. thinking how do I how do I draw a, a teenage mutant ninja turtle? Oh, I've got seven. <laughs> um, that's about it. Did the cart is the old cartoons, is that totally what inspired you? And Oh, like old stuff from the eighties and nineties? Yeah, like the stuff that the action figure era. I know there are still action figures, but they aren't as prevalent as like Ninja yeah. Turtles. There aren't there aren't a whole lot of shows made just to sell toys these days. There are, it's but a shame. I miss Reagan. Oh, I know that <laughs> that era of just Ninja Turtle toys, and there was everyone. You could mock the turtle toys that were like the spinoff shitty ones, but man, I I still have a ton of those. Like I hated those when you'd get those ones like fucking wacky surfing rap. Oh yeah, I totally. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I hated them, but now as an adult, like when my grandma would get me baseball playing Michelangelo <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Is it Donatello? I don't remember. But the sports, yeah. like they released the sports Ninja that. Turtles. And I have, yeah. I think I still have all four of them. <laughs> and 
now I love them because it it harkens back to an era that doesn't you don't find that anymore. Where there was just they were putting out these shit toys, but they were so awesome. They, and even those toys are better quality than most of the toys that come out now. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. Like I I still buy I collect old toys, but I still buy some new toys. And and it, to me, I don't think it's rose tinted glasses I'm looking through, but it, it could be. It just feels like the new stuff isn't uh isn't as creative or weird or high quality. Like everything in every capacity, it seems to be just not quite as good. Even the articulation. You think in yeah. you know twenty years of t- development, they could find a cheaper way to make limbs that move, but it's the same like five points of articulation, yeah. which. Uh, I never actually minded as a kid. I didn't mind the fact you couldn't really move the figures. That for me was part of the uh, the imagination kind of experience, bringing them to life in other ways. But yeah, that I guess those things early on were a huge inspiration to me. Maybe it was, as I got a bit older, I got into um, I got into sort of Disney movies maybe more when I was sort of like seven or eight, and then um, and then I kind of got into. Uh, video games in a big way which you know are animated really you're looking yeah. at animation yeah. oh yeah man earthworm jim is one of my favorite animations i love that animation i could sit and watch the old earthworm jim gameplay and just revel in how beautiful it was yeah it looks great i don't know why the toys thing is so interesting to me but i see your toy collection and i just <laughs> i drool because i'm such a nerd for that kind of stuff do you have a favorite toy well yeah, man, like the same questions get asked about the toys all the time. Do they? Uh, of course. Of course. And like <laughs> actually boring people say, which is worth the most. Yeah. Like that's not important <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah, a favorite toy. I don't know. Like it, it kind of, no, no, not really. No. <laughs> I, I mean, because I don't either. I just didn't know if there was like one that has a story where you're just... Sacred. This is yeah. This is the fuck it. This is the first. My one. grandfather was in the war and he had to hide this up his ass <laughs> in an internment camp for months. Okay, well, <laughs> oh, I'm looking at him right now. Um, there was a, a a couple of figures that were put out in the I want to say like early 90s, like 94, 95, 93, maybe that were um monsters that could fight GI Joe, Sweet. and. Uh, like it's total, total bullshit that they would introduce monsters because into they were, they were, yeah, they were bigger too. They were like six inches tall, so you could make them fight the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They were just more, I guess, more of a problem for GI Joe. And there's um, there's the Monster Viper, and there's the gosh, what I can't even remember what the thing's called, but I, I mean, I've had it for so long. There's like Bio Monster and Monster Viper. I think those are their names. And um, the one I'm looking at has. He's like a big, ugly, gor- black gorilla, kind of, he's like a gorilla zombie. He looks like a gorilla corpse covered in <laughs> neon yellow fur. And he has, his his stomach opens up and you can put this, um, I guess like, like Play-Doh inside his stomach and make a little mold of his guts. <laughs> and then he wow. has this spring action arm where he throws his guts at people. Holy you make shit. Squish guts in his stomach and he fucking throws them. And he has like a metal arm, and he has like a mace on a stick that he swings at people, Holy and he has a gun. Shit. Wait, it's so this guts. was a sanctioned by GI Joe thing? Yeah, yeah, he's an official GI Joe. That like, is toy. crazy. That's fucking. And on that's his the greatest card, thing. On his seen. card on the back, they say that he. Uh, man, I'm sorry, I'm getting all excited, and I'm talking over people. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's totally cool. That's the issue with recording over Skype. Steve and I have this problem all the time. Yeah, no, it's good. And our audience is generally pretty forgiving about the um, the overlap. In all right, audio. Well, while we're talking, 
Yes, I'm. I'm sorry. I yeah, I just did it then. Jesus, sorry. I'm <laughs> Steve. Josh, I'm sorry if I talk over you. I apologize. No, it's all good. Totally cool. Um, do it up. That that the cool thing as well is that he comes with a card. You know that you can cut out of the the back. Yeah, you know, yeah. like a little bio that says that he was bred. Uh, he's the result of breeding between a gorilla and a werewolf. So werewolves <laughs> already exist. Like yeah. that's totally just they're blasé about that. It's just a gorilla and a werewolf. Do you have any werewolf figures? No. But, oh, uh, but, but we have gorillas that throw guts. I just, yeah. to me, that's the the weirdest part. Is I mean, the like, werewolf fucking a gorilla thing is weird, but or I guess not fucking, but being genetically created. Yeah. Although I like the idea. I do think of, it's a little bit weird. Like, like maybe the werewolf talking to someone later, and like you realize that he actually has some like humanity left in him, and he knew what he was doing. Yeah. He was totally human while doing it. But fuck you. <laughs> oh god uh, that thing's gonna turn to me the weirdest thing is that they released something that threw guts because i remember when i was a kid gi joe being kind of risque in as much as it caused a lot of controversy because there was guns and shit like that gi joe power rangers all of those things being like we can't you can't have kids playing with guns and watching things kick each other because every once in a while a kid would go play with his dad's gun Thinking it was mm-hmm. a G.I. Joe going to shoot someone. <laughs> that he leaves on the dresser right next to the kid's toys. Yeah, and that's and seriously, go. that's what fucking happens. Where parents not paying attention to what their kids are doing, and then a kid gets its neck broken, and they blame Power Rangers for it. Throwing guts is like a whole nother level of nasty that I can't believe. I guess, I guess that's something kids couldn't do. Good like, point. It's really difficult to throw True. your own intestines to someone. You see a five-year-old just try to rip his guts out. You're like, <laughs> man, that kid's yeah. really playing. Do you have any, or have you heard of? I'm sure you've heard of them, but do you have Dino Riders amongst your collection? Yeah, I, I we have one like pretty much complete Dino Rider, which is uh, like the pterodactyl. I'm probably it's probably the wrong oh, like, flying pterodon or pterodactyl. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. terrible at dinosaur names. Uh, yeah, they're really expensive to get, uh, but the best thing about them, I still think, is the box art. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to, I used to, I bought, I got the Triceratops. Remember for a birthday, and it came with like you know like the fucking bad guys on their rasp and the ants <laughs> and stuff. And then I got the actual VHS that came. It was in this bin right next to it, and I was like, "Can I have this too?" And it was like ninety nine cents. And it's the movie. It was the movie to it. And it oh, I wow. loved it so much. I watched that whole thing over and over and over and over. And we talked um, about that on a podcast in the yeah. past. And I went and watched the watched it because I I had I've never even heard of this. I don't know if I just didn't grow up with they weren't on when I was growing up or what. But I'd never heard of these things. Right. It's it's funny how the dino the dinosaurs look like really kind of passive and complacent and realistic <laughs> otherwise. And it's almost like they made a series of nice kind of gentle looking dinosaur figures and some executive just said this ain't gonna work. And look, you he just started throwing armor in pieces. Yeah. Like, can we just put some bugs and snakes on there? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> well, you know, I just make them put some bugs and snakes and just, some guns we, on we there. We gotta fuck them up a little bit. They gotta be, <laughs> they gotta be a little fucking crazy. They can't be nice, complacent dinosaurs. You have like a bajillion views on YouTube, right? And like, uh, I, I was wondering, what was your first video? Was it the Watchmen video? That wasn't my first ever video. Do you mean the first one that kind the of first like one that when traction just exploded? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty much. That was the first one that I think got over like two million or something. Was it like quick too, like just, or was it a take a while to? 
No, it was pretty quick. It was like a couple of days it took to get off. I think that was the time, uh, it was early 2009, that was the time when YouTube, I mean, you still can do it now to YouTube, but I think it was probably easier back then because there's just less stuff on YouTube. Yeah, right. And there was some Watchmen movie coming out, which isn't why I did it, actually. I think maybe people would think, think oh, he made that because the Watchmen movie was coming out. But right, it was just, right. I, I almost forgot the movie was coming out and started it. And I was like, oh, shit, the movie's coming out this year. That's actually great timing. But uh, yeah, that was the first thing that got any traction. And I remember um, I lived in a... I was at a university at the time in my final year living with two other animators. No, three other animators, actually, in a house. And um, it was just like I really liked the smell of my own shit that month because I was so happy. <laughs> it's like gone, I guess, had gone viral on YouTube. But yep. I, it was tough to, to, you know, I wanted to, I was really excited about it. And I was getting emails and stuff from people because I still had my email address foolishly right. plus on my YouTube page. But, oh, nice. uh, it was cool. I got to go to the um, the BFI, which is the British Film Institute in England. They have a big uh, sort of uh, cinema, the big load of screens in London. Um, and I was invited to go and see it air on a big screen in front of oh, a load of people. Awesome. And that was uh, it was really cool. And I just I wanted to tell everyone, but I knew that would, that would not make me, you know, a desirable person to be around. Gotcha. About. Like you so had to hide your excitement. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That's awesome. And I, I read a quote on, uh, it was like a Wikipedia page about it where they said, uh, like, that's like the only inter- like uh, iteration of the Watchmen that the guy actually likes. One I think I read that quote too. That's that's cool. Yeah. That is so awesome. <laughs> it's the dude himself. Yeah. The thing, I it, it shows in the video that it's not based on the the movie like you weren't doing it based on yeah, the movie because yeah. I just watched it recently with a friend who hadn't seen it before when I told them that we were you know going to try to get you on the podcast mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I was showing him some of your videos and I showed him that one and it's funny because my friend had only seen the movie he'd never read the comic before right and there's the joke about um loving animals yeah. something about Rorschach only loving animals or, or he loves all the friend to all the animals or something like that. And in the movie that, that element doesn't play off as much. It's kind of just like a throwaway shot. You know, it's not, it's yeah. not such a big deal, but in the comic, that picture of the dog with the head split is like, it's, it is engraved in your head. So that, that joke really played more to the comic than it did to the movie. And then of course yeah. the, the big vagina monster alien thing yeah <laughs> which you have in there and if you hadn't seen the comic you wouldn't have you'd have no idea what that is yeah I, I think i read the the comic when i was about 16 and i never really reread it like i kept it and i kind of flipped through it occasionally but i never reread it and some of the stuff that was in that there's a bit where um i have the comedian kind of interested like he's he's interested in pursuing uh the silk specter too like it shows he's got like a placard with her name on and he's going for a kiss yep and people thought like oh that's edgy of you because in the or that's a fun perversion of the comic story because in the comic she's his daughter i totally forgotten it was his daughter i didn't mean it was a joke (laughs) i I remembered that he was like i remembered that he was a fucking rapist so i was like wouldn't it be funny if the rapist was just kind of like the cheeky sort of, uh, you know, always trying to get the girl character. For sure. But I totally forgotten that I'd, I'd made it his, his daughter. Although it's end. funny that you brought that up because I didn't even notice that in the no, when I, I just watched it. I didn't. Amazing. I didn't even think about it that it was his daughter because. Yeah. It's not. It's not that big of a deal. It's the joke is more that he is a rapey piece of shit, yeah. and you treat it more like a cute. I love that video. That was a great. I mean, 
like I said, your videos are kind of the videos I go to for inspiration when I sit Thanks. down to animate. I I love those. Do you have anyone like that? Is there anyone you go to when you're like, I need to find inspiration? And why? With animation? Yeah, with animation or with writing or with anything. Um, I mean, yeah, definitely I have inspirations. I have probably too many to, to mention. But no, there's nobody I kind of watch to sort of psych myself up. Um, but it is, the, the most of those inspirations are writing related. I, I was a huge fan of South Park growing up as a teenager. I kind of have fallen, like I haven't kept up with it as well as I, I, I probably would have done if my interest had stayed at that level. But South Park to me, like I can't not even new episodes, which I don't think are quite as good as they were a couple of years ago. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh God, they thought of an angle on that joke that I never would have thought of. Or they they took right, a right. stance on this political issue. And not that those kind of political episodes are my favorite, but even when they do take a stance on something, I think, you know, oh wow, it's a really smart, ingenious way to do that. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a ton of things that I like, but I think South Park for me is a probably my favorite animated show um, on on TV at the moment. Still. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you have favorites of your cartoons or is it kind of like, I know like I love, of course, everything I'm making, I'm not making it if I don't love it. So I love every idea, but like, does it, does it change based on like how people react to it? Like you love it and then you put it out there and it's like, what do you think? Yeah, I, I guess like I haven't really ever changed my reaction to something based on positive feedback. Gotcha. Um, occasionally like negative feedback makes me second guess something. I yeah, made something yeah. called Steven the Lesbian. Oh, I love I Steven the Lesbian. <laughs> I like, I don't really, I don't really read my YouTube comments, um, but that's one that I would never go and read YouTube comments because I know I'm going to have a bunch of people pissed off thinking it's like ribbon on gays which it it isn't as far as i'm aware i didn't mean it to do that um i just thought the joke for me was it's such a shitty idea for a cartoon it came from another <laughs> joke in another video where i i listed lunch load of cartoons that i had claimed that i'd made that i hadn't uh they, they all had to sound terrible and one of them was steven the lesbian i just thought that sounded like a really bad idea sure. so I, I i thought it'd be kind of ironically funny to actually make it later on and sort of defictionalize it so i don't i don't like the fact that people to me have taken that to mean that you know like i'm i'm putting some sort of statement in the cartoon i'm really right, not right, it's right. supposed to be funny but um no i don't really have many favorites um i i kind of always feel at the end of a project that it, it didn't meet my expectation and i don't mean to right. say that i don't mean to be sort of like overly humble and and sort of falsely um I guess falsely humble, but I, I, I just always feel like things could have been pushed a little bit further. I think Starbarians for me has the most potential, but it certainly isn't my favorite because I think that potential hasn't been uh, kind of cashed in on yet. Sure. Uh, I like Saturday Morning Watchmen a lot, and it, it's getting harder to say that each year because it's getting older and older. But I think that's a case of me knowing knowing what exactly what I'm making fun of. Like, I know exactly gotcha. what the joke is. <clears throat> Obviously, I'd forgotten the comedian the comedian's daughter, but I was very knowledgeable on the subject. And I, to me, I felt very clear what I was doing. And, um, I think that's like the key. If you're going to be, if, if you're doing satire, you really need to know what you're dealing with. I hate it when, um, I see, you know, like a parody, it's like a, maybe say like a, a TV show, like an anime TV show does an anime parody, but you can right. tell they haven't really watched anime. They've seen like a few trailers and they've caught like the end of a Pokemon episode. It's making really vague kind of jabs at anime. Right, I like right, it right. when it's 
clear like like the south park anime episode where they get ninja weapons yeah that like, was awesome that's so close to the to what that stuff's actually like the music and the the art is all really really close to me satire has to be really well informed to be good or else it's kind of I don't know, it just feels overly lazy, which I guess it is. I totally agree with that, because I'm a big metal guy. I like hardcore death metal and grindcore and stuff like that. <laughs> and anytime they show a metalhead in a movie or in a TV <laughs> show, it's always like, oh, you guys have no idea what a uh, metalhead uh, is. Yeah, It's like so fucking off. Whereas uh, when you see it done well and someone who's really passionate about metal you know and they, they mm -hmm. get the joke right it hits mm -hmm. spot on i think that's why i loved the simpsons so much growing up is because whenever they did a, a satire or a spoof of something you could tell it was something that they loved yeah man th th to to sorry to introduce myself as another example but this is a bad example this is the opposite to saturday morning watchman i did a cartoon for ign they got in contact and said we want you to do of like a, an animated intro to a Mass Effect cartoon. Sure. I had right. never played Mass Effect before. I knew what it was. I knew it was a big Bioware yeah, yeah. sci-fi RPG, but I just, I don't play that many games, so I never got around to it. And I said, guys, I don't, like, I haven't played the game. Like, they sent me the script, and I didn't get why it was funny. I was like, I don't, and they wanted me to voice act, too, so I have to deliver these lines that I don't understand why they're jokes. Sure. Gotcha. Um, and then they said, then they kind of, gave me the you know they told me what they would pay so i made it for them because it was a nice paying job yeah but it's it's terrible like i look at it and uh they had to do they had to do a lot for me like they had to make they originally they were going to ask me to do the song and they they had to make the song themselves i almost needed a step-by-step -step for someone to say this is what you'll draw in this scene here's a google image of this character here's another image and right. it, it's just it's so weak it's terrible but it's because i didn't have any passion in the thing i was making fun of and yes. i didn't know it was it was a job it was a paid job sure that might also be one of those things where it's like I remember I second guess like I second guess guess myself all the time like especially when I'm working on something but I remember like a long time ago this is like how I I promised myself I would never do it again so it's, this guy's like uh, uh you want to do this it was and it was like I read the script over and I was like this isn't like funny to me but you know it must be funny like that's the way I took it you know what I mean because he's yeah. given it uh, so then I I tried to work with it and he kept giving me these little changes like to change this and i was like well it doesn't seem funny to me either but then like as it, and then it played because i was at this festival watch it in front of people and it did not get any laughs Nothing. so i was right <laughs> in my instincts of being like oh that wasn't funny but it also partly comes from the fact that was this someone who had done it a lot who had worked on projects a lot no it's because it there is a there's a ton of it that's learned. You have to put out so much yeah, stuff yeah, and yeah. work and work and work at figuring out writing. I get a lot of people who are like, I have the best idea ever, especially once <laughs> Tusk came out and this last few months it has been like people coming to me and saying, hey, I have this idea for an animation. This is going to be a great idea, blah, blah, blah. And then mm. I read it and I just, I'm like, you you maybe you want to recheck this because this isn't really... <laughs> funny you just, tell, you just tell them straight out yeah well you know me steve i don't have that filter of not <laughs> being able to like tell that. people do you, harry do you ever get that like people hitting you up with like shit ton of ideas and stuff i know oh, I've yeah. actually, i actually hit you up with a shit idea that wasn't even slightly flushed out i was like what do you think about this yeah steve i was really fucking ungracious with uh i'm, I'm terrible just generally at keeping up with people like we, right. we were going to record this last week 
and I, t I, I totally like just flaked out. So I'm generally not good at that stuff. So don't take it personally about no, no, that no. specific example. But yeah, <laughs> I get a lot of unsolicited ideas from people. Right, right, right. Um, and it's it's not so much that the ideas are always bad. I mean, they always are. But it's usually <laughs> like, that's just a given. The ideas are always bad because if they were good, somebody else maybe would have picked them up on it. But um. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's usually the payment plan is very very loose. Yeah, you know it's it's always exposure right. at the back end, and I want to expose right. my yeah, fucking yeah. back end to them. Like yeah. it's it sucks. You know they they never seem to understand that you don't you know you don't yeah. ask someone to build a house for you for free if it's going to take them months and lots of materials. So yeah, yeah, I've gotten always... really good at just straight up telling them how much I get paid. Just yeah, right up much. front, like... And mm. they're always shocked as hell, like, what do you mean? Like, especially even if it's, like, fucking limited animation like I'm making, but it's, like, you do understand that it takes me a long fucking time. Yeah. And then I try to explain it, like, try and do a drawing as best as you can. Any, It doesn't matter how good your, your drawing style is or how you can draw. You can't draw, it doesn't matter. Do it as best as you can. Then do another drawing right next to it of something, and then tell me how long that took. <laughs> and how much you want it, you would expect yeah. to get paid. <laughs> Like just mm -hmm. how long that one or two drawings you took of one simple character as best as you can, because it does. It takes a long time. So like, I find the most uninformed people about the animation process, and this is why I don't really read YouTube comments anymore. They live right. there. That's where they live. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, they can fucking stay there. But it's it, like I I get it. I am clueless about everything else basically so i don't like I don't understand how planes work or how plumbing works. I don't understand right. anything. Yeah. So yeah, these yeah. people are exactly the same way that I am, except they're just ignorant of animation. Uh, and it, it is, but to me, it seems obvious. It seems like you could look at an animation and clearly see. I know that cartoon characters don't move. That must therefore be a series of images. <laughs> these people don't comprehend that. And no. uh, but could you, get you comments like, could you imagine how? like trying to build a house and calling someone up and be like, "I have a really great idea for a house." <laughs> now you're not going to make any money off of it. <laughs> you're not getting paid for it but you could put it on your resume it'll look really good in your demo reel <laughs> it's shaped like a big dick yeah. that's amazing I a sketch where somebody you know offers an artist some some job and says oh you know i can't pay you but i'll I'll, you'll get free exposure, and the artist says, "I didn't realize, I didn't realize that you could pay with exposure." And it's just <laughs> a montage of them running through restaurants. <laughs> I'm gonna get exposure. <laughs> I have exposure. I'll have Here two you go. combo twos. Just yeah, yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> exposes himself. All right. Like, well, yeah. we um. We've hit the hour part point, and we should probably wrap this up. But Harry, it's been really awesome. This has been a great podcast and super fun. Yeah. Oh well, thanks. And by the way, I know I said you know I had something to go and eat, but I, I, I if you have more questions, it's cool. Like I don't want I don't want to run off right. on you guys. No, I no, do. I like to. I, you know what? I like to keep them short. Then if you have something that you're putting out there, or you want to come on the podcast and do some True. talking about something, it's nice to keep some questions for the future. Sure. Okay. So, I want to ask him one more question. Okay, okay, one more question from Steve because he. <laughs> I, I actually wrote a big list of questions. I know we. I did too. Like I, I was, before we started talking to you, I was like, I don't have that many questions, Steve. I don't know how long we're gonna be able to do this. And now I'm. I got through like three of my thirty questions. <laughs> right, right. You never know if someone's gonna be a a good conversationalist or not. You know what I mean? Like, come on the podcast and just be like, yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> no. So I, I, I find I can never loosen up enough. Like at the end, I, I really wanted to have a couple of beers actually before today because I knew right. that I would be able to probably be a lot more fluid and actually uh, maybe respond um, sort of quicker. <laughs> and But I, I just, I, I never feel particularly confident about these, you know, my ability to, to converse with people. Don't leave this in the podcast, please. That's why I started the entire podcast thing. I, I started being like, because uh, I did an interview over the phone. Yeah. And what came out of my mouth in print was exactly what I said, but it sounded so fucking stupid with all the ums and oh and like uh, uh like, <laughs> like I'm like I'm like uh, uh like there's a car coming at me and I'm a deer in the headlights, and like I remember when the movie Groovy movie came out, I was on stage. Long story short, I got they're like, oh, you can come out on stage for a bit. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to prepare. And I was like, okay, sweet. So I was kind of chilled about it. Then all of a sudden, my name got. Oh, yeah, let's go to the stage now. Went to the stage, went out the front thing, and I saw all these people sitting in seats and Kevin and Jason. So I'm going to go sit with them. And it's not like I sit with them and talk with them all the time or anything. So it's like it was all like fucking like up to like 2,000%. And I just bombed just horribly, just like uh, yeah, so drooling, he... <laughs> mouth open. Uh, uh, I couldn't even – they asked me a question of like, what was your favorite thing that you added to the movie? I couldn't even answer them. I'm like, I'm blacking out. Like that's just what I said. I kept saying, "Like I got, I got nothing." <laughs> it was awful. So when he got a Steve got on Twitter and said that, and I'm like, yeah. "Dude, I love talking. I love just bullshitting with people. I just have so much fun listening to people talk and talking about stuff." So I told Steve, "Like, why don't we just start podcasting for fun?" You know, and it turned into something where we actually have people listening, and it's a lot of fun and helped us both get yeah. better at conversing. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, it's something that I should, I would like to do. I worry that if I do too much talking online, people will find out how boring I am. Like, I'm going to give... Ah, <laughs> uh, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. People are going to listen to this and be so fucking fascinated. Yeah, man, this is awesome. People yeah, love yeah, to hear do... people talk just about mundane shit, like the toys thing. As boring as that may seem to you to talk oh, about... that connects to somebody. Yeah, people are listening yeah. to that going like, shit, that's his passion. That's what he likes talking about. All right, I got two more. I'll I'll squeeze past, and then we we could do like the pimping type thing where we pimp pimp stuff. I think my favorite animators are on the internet, and you are one of them, Harry. Uh, but I wanted to know who are your favorite animators. Do, do you look forward to anyone who releases something online? You're like, oh my god, that's awesome, man. You know, I don't subscribe to that many animators online. That, like right. on YouTube, for example. The sad thing is that I think that I think I feel too competitive. I think I don't like to look at a lot of other people's work because it gotcha. makes me it makes me hate myself. But that's a really insecure sounding <laughs> thing to say. Um, no, there are some there are some great animators online. Um, I really like I really like Psychic Pebble. Yeah, uh, right. Psychic yeah, totally. Pebbles, whatever he's called totally. himself this week, a diva. <laughs> um, I think he's like it's weird because a couple of years ago. Uh, he really like he's just someone that really has developed really really fast, and I think that he'll he'll continue to to make good stuff. Um, he has problems like I do getting you know enough content out. Um, well, the stuff looks beautiful too. I mean, Hellbenders Hellbenders is gorgeous. Yeah, it is. I think Johnny Utah is really great. I think he has fantastic art style. He's busy animating a game at the moment, so even though he he doesn't bring out a lot of stuff online. I know he's working. He's busy doing something. And, uh, well, one more person. Um, geez. Well, There's a lot to pick from. Yeah, I, I, all, those, I like, all those sleepy yeah. cabin guys are fucking great. They're so, yeah, they're great. They're so fun. And they do a podcast that is really fun. Those guys sound like they're having a blast, and I, that's fun. 
Yeah. Did I you did, have another question? Yeah, Stuart? I wanted there. You did Metal Gear Stoned, and I wanted to know if you have or you do currently, or do you ever get high? Does Harry Potter just get high? You know, if my dad is listening to this, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, right. If yeah, but for for other people, like yeah, um, I have not uh, smoked for G over two oh man over two years sure but right. a while a couple of years um it was never something i could get into very much because i had um i i like i, I never was the person who went out and bought it i was way too scared to go and meet sure. some shady guy but yeah I, I, some of the most fun i have ever had has been while smoking weed so that's <laughs> that's my complete huge uh recommendation there for everyone is that they, they go out immediately and take drugs I've had some great experiences in my life, but unfortunately watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch really high <laughs> just stays in like, the top three. And I can't fight it. Nice. There's nothing I can do. See, the that's... Cat and everything. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's really fun. Like, I one time smoked in my... Because I don't... I, I smoke like you, like you said. I smoke once in a blue moon. It's so fucking rare. But a few years ago, I smoked and was just hanging out with my wife and she didn't know I had smoked. And I, I put on the Simpsons, which is like my go-to show before bed. And I was giggling like an idiot, just having a blast. And she looked at me like I had gone nuts. And I, that, that's like one of my favorite memories, that moment of just being high and laughing at the Simpsons and my wife going like, Oh my God, this is what you look like when you're this happy. Like you look so fucking happy right now. <laughs> no, that's, and then I sat there like I'll sit and freeze frame stuff and go back and go frame by frame. And I was sitting there just stone going like, look at that frame. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. This that's has been great. great. Do we want to do pimp and stuff? Yeah, let's do that. I posted a video of some puppets on YouTube recently. You can go check that out at my YouTube page. The Real Flush Studios. Go check it out. Sweet. I, I will, uh, since I don't have anything new, again, Turd Police is still taking some time with 3D bullshit. So uh, I will pimp out Bear Horse. Sweet. Which is a stop motion typey thing I did a long time ago. Harry, Let's... do you have anything that you want to plug, pimp, talk about? Uh, not really. I mean, I'll, I'll plug my Twitter, which is, um, at happy Harry tunes. And, uh, I think from there, if you, if you, you know, if you don't immediately leave shortly after you can find anything <laughs> that you, uh, you may want to, that's related to me. So that's all. I think everyone who listens to this podcast is going to be so fascinated by Harry and just jump on that YouTube page and be like, holy shit. If they didn't know about you already, they're going to be blown away by the animation. Because it is really, oh, yeah. it's so fucking sweet. It's so... Yeah. It's, and we've talked about you in, like, previous podcasts. Yeah, you're definitely, like, like an inspiration yeah. to the animators that are out there right now. Big time. Cool. Well, thanks a lot, guys, and, and thanks for having me on the show and listening to uh, my uh, inane babbling. <laughs> for sure, man. Thanks. I, until next time, I've been Josh. <laughs> 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 don't let your meatloaf folks <laughs> there's this ongoing joke where I just never respond with Josh and Steve <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you can draw a lot of parallels between me and Jen Terry. <laughs> SoundCloud wants to make it easier for you to get all of your favorite Smodco podcasts at home or on the go. Get the SoundCloud app today and you can follow and get your podcast on with your computer or smartphone. Guess what else? The podcasts are on SoundCloud before anywhere else. Go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and get your free app and SoundCloud account today. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com.